Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot-button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. They tried with that social media app called Her that I think failed instantly. I think it was infiltrated it by yeah. men. Did it? Is I think it, it's, oh. it's still a thing. I think it still exists. Oh, men, I don't know. Maybe men would ruin it. I, well, I saw that and I was like, there's no way this isn't going to be instantly ruined by men. Like, yeah. there's simply no way. That they're just signing up as women? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's. I think that's just starting to have like sexy conversations over text right. with lesbians. That's exactly and being like, but and, like haven't you been lesbian? curious about yeah. what a penis <laughs> feels yeah, like? Yeah, trying to here? get the conversation started about yeah. like possibly thinking about. I have a guy this in. friend. His name's Ted. <laughs> yeah, he knows a lot about World of Warcraft. <laughs> kind of like a Renaissance uh, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm diking out. You're diking out. Let's dike out together, see what it's all about. Diking out, diking out, diking out, diking out! Hi and welcome to Diking Out, a podcast about talking, laughing, loving, breathing, fighting, fucking, crying, <laughs> drinking, riding, winning, losing, cheating, kissing, thinking, dreaming. I'm Carolyn Bergier. And I'm Sarah York, and I did not know that was coming. And today, <laughs> we'll be diking out with comedian Gwenna Fortune Thrift about, you guessed it, the L word. Hi, Gwenna. Hello. Gwenna is a writer for the Upright Citizens Brigade Mod Night, and she's also the co-creator and one of the writers and performers for UCB's new monthly all-politics sketch show, The Swamp, which I really want to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if that was enough, she's also a filmmaker who's lesbian rom-com short film, Lucy and the Stars, which I watched, and it's great. Uh, uh, was featured in the Northside Film Festival. Wow. That's, <laughs> That's a, a lot. lot. <laughs> Dang, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I met Gwena in, um, in a sketch class at UCB, and she was one of the few funny people mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, in the imagine, room. When you're yeah. taking those bottom-level classes. Like, yeah, oh, my God. But I'll never forget, you had that one sketch about... Um, it was just the most relatable sketch about like going to a party in the winter and just having to take off layers and layers of clothing. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah, that's funny. That made it on Mod Night eventually. Did it? But it turned into two women trying to have sex. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, that yeah. is sex in the winter. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was literally like... Me, me last night, I had, like, surprise layers on underneath. Yeah, I yeah. had, like, four shirts on <laughs> <laughs> that I had to go through. Oh, that's great. <laughs> so we want to dive into our topic today uh, as soon as possible because <laughs> there is so much to cover with the L word. Um, this is probably our first but not last episode dedicated to the L word. Yeah, we need to go quickly because the show becomes less relevant with every passing minute. So. <laughs> Well, and, and, and they're rebooting it. And once they're rebooting it, we're probably going to have oh like a, we're a recap have another podcast. at the beginning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're going to have a spinoff called The Farm, but um, which is really just, I don't know. That's, oh, that's great. Inside baseball. Um, 
But yeah, there, there's actually, I discovered a podcast dedicated to the show called The L Word Made Me Gay. So that's how much there is to talk oh, about great. it. It's just they have um, an episode. <laughs> there's like a whole, that's how Autostraddle started, right? Too. It was like an L Word recap website. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, God. I lived for those well, L Word recaps, but I, mean, I liked them on After Ellen. Yeah. And also the whole social media network called Our Chart that existed for oh, a while. Oh, is that? That was a real thing. I'm the only one that knows about this. We talked. <laughs> I swear. No, sometimes I, I think it was a figment of my imagination, but I sh- I swear to God, there was a like whole. The, it's the Mandela social effect. network. Yeah. <laughs> I like. I didn't just make it up, but I think I might have because that no one knows about it. Yeah, it was a social network. Yeah, it was like Facebook for, for lesbians. For sure, some computer savvy lesbian. Absolutely, made it after and then they just the took it down yeah. so unceremoniously. <laughs> well, to get us in the the mood today, uh, I've replicated what I could of the chart in two minutes in the <laughs> yeah, studio. Oh, yes. Just so I just noticed that. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. Inspiration. I didn't have much we time. We better for remember it. to erase out of your or yeah, the people who I share know. the studio are gonna have questions. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or they they'll add their names to it. Yeah. Maybe they've also been with Shane. Um, so if you quickly if you haven't seen the show The L Word before, um, you don't have to turn this off. You can keep listening. We're gonna try to talk about like the bigger themes and issues mm-hmm. within the show, and it should be interesting regardless whether you've seen it or not. Uh do turn it off if you don't want spoilers, I guess. <laughs> but uh, I think the statute of limitations expires when a show is a decade old. Yeah, but. and when it's rebooting, <laughs> but there really aren't I mean, it's not really yeah, spoilers. No. The show is... I spoiled Game sen- of Thrones after two weeks. The show yeah. spoils so. itself. The show at, some, spoils at a certain itself. point, it just comes back yeah. around. <laughs> yeah. um, but before we get into the L word, um, I do want to follow up on something that was discussed on last week's straight women episode. That's what we get for mm-hmm. inviting a straight woman on the show. <laughs> we become super uh, cis-minded yeah. and problematic. <laughs> Um, one of our awesome listeners, shout out to Sumi, uh, pointed out how problematic one part of our conversation was about Caitlin's experience with virtual reality at Sundance. Uh, of course, we didn't mean to be transphobic, but I definitely see how it came off as mm-hmm. being that way and insensitive. And as a cis woman, um, I want to own up to the fact that I'm not as thoughtful as I would like to be in terms of trans inclusion, yeah. but it is something that I'm always working on and hoping to be better at and that's why I appreciate getting called out on my bullshit uh, by anybody. It, Same. It, yes. Always feel free. Uh, dykingout at gmail.com. Call us out on our bullshit. Yeah. Because a lot of times we're just being silly and making jokes and not really thinking about um, the weight of our words and the way we talk about things sometimes. So if you're sitting at home in your car or wherever and scratching your head and being like, wait a minute, what did they say? Uh, we were talking about a virtual reality experience at Sundance, and it was called Dick Girl, and we didn't realize that that was a slur for trans mm-hmm. women in porn, uh, so you learn something new, and yep. um, I tried to Google Dick Girl virtual reality, uh, mm-hmm. not at work, to... <laughs> To see maybe, like, was this supposed to be some type of commentary? Mm-hmm. Um, couldn't really find anything about it. And all that came up were mentions of porn and porn virtual reality. Oh, okay. So I didn't know if maybe this was some type of pornographic virtual yeah. reality. But whatever it is, um, it doesn't really sit right. Yeah, yeah. Um, so... Our reaction to it when we were talking about it was pointing out that um, if you want to have an experience of being a woman with a dick, you could just put on a strap on. Ha ha. We were laughing and joking. 
But, um, you know, the truth is that you can uh, be a woman yeah, with a dick absolutely. or you could be a dyke with a dick yeah. and you don't need a strap on. And um, so yeah. apologies to anybody who felt like we were being insensitive. We will do better. We'll do better. All right. Oh, there's so much to go into. So our, our whole lives, we're watching <laughs> stories of straight people. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. And if there were ever gay or lesbian characters, they were either a prop, um, most definitely a stereotype. If it was a lesbian, she was probably either a murderer or -hmm. she was killed off very soon. Um, And there certainly weren't any, like, instances that I can remember in my early life of seeing two women interact like sexually at all. Yes. Like I was going to say, it was never sexual. Like like even Will and Grace, it was never sexual. Um, Those characters weren't there to be well-rounded examples of, (laughs) of gay men because Mm -hmm. if they were, there would have been way more fucking on that show. (laughs) Yeah, no kidding. Uh, Been like. There were, there, the first time I saw, I recently rewatched, we rewatched the entire series of Will and Grace. Like, within the last couple of days I finished it. Oh, wow. And the only time I can recall Will's character, just a, a quick, like, kiss on the lips was when, uh, with the arc where Bobby Cannavale played his boyfriend, I forgot his name, Vinny or something? I don't know. But anyway, he was the cop. But they were, like, they were together towards the end of the series, and that happened in maybe two scenes. And that was, like, final season of Will and Grace. Like, that wasn't even... Well, and then they also had that like gay kiss on TV episode that was Will and Jack kind of oh kissed, yeah, but just to make a point. Yeah, it wasn't like and a it wasn't, romantic. It wasn't kiss. a romantic. It was or a sexual stunt. thing. Yeah, it was like a comedic like, that was, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, that was and that was like in the early two thousands, like when that show was yeah. nearing the end of its first run. So then the L word comes and. The L word just comes roaring into our lives around, around. the world are <laughs> freaking out. Yeah. Like, oh my God. It it was so revolutionary and crazy to be able to watch a program and see um, the kind of love that you experienced mm-hmm. represented. Or wanted to experience, which was or wanted to ex- the time in my life when I watched the show. <laughs> That's true too. Yeah. That's true too. Um, but you just didn't see those, uh, those stories anywhere. Yeah. Um, and... It was, I remember the first thing I ever saw for the L word was a promotional, like, not a bus ad, but it was like just a promotional ad that I saw maybe on like a website or a magazine or something. And it was when they would all like pose together naked. Remember that like, oh yeah, that was like yeah. the cover, the DVD cover or whatever, but yeah. it was that that one like promotional shot. And I was like, I didn't realize why at the time, but I was I incredibly to to intrigued by that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to go to there. What yeah. is that show? I did not really watch it though when it was on like currently on TV. I, I caught up after. Okay, what about you, Gwen? Yeah, same. I didn't know it existed when it first came on TV, and then I found it once I like came out in college, mm-hmm. and it was like something that was just like, okay, this is what you need to watch now. Yeah, yeah I feel like it. Uh, and then I yeah watched it my senior year of college. All right, for the I, first time I watched it when it. Came in out. real time. Um, <laughs> I went out of my way to make friends with uh, these weird guys. Uh, my fr- my friend was sleeping <laughs> with this one guy, and then he had two weird roommates, but they had showtime. Yep, there you mm-hmm. go. So I'm like, I'm just going to hang out with them every Sunday night yeah. and watch <laughs> The It's L-word. also like, yeah. interesting to think about how uh, TV was at that time, because you had to buy subscriptions to these Dude. channels yeah. and then catch it basically when it was on. When it was on. 
Whereas now, like, there's just so many more ways to take in, like, media in general. But, yeah, that was, like, you had to either get it on DVD or know someone with Showtime, of all things, which wasn't even, like, one of the relevant movie channels at that time. No, it was, like, HBO was, like, like, plus HBO. Yeah. 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 It was, like, below Cinemax as far as, like... (laughs) like relevancy at the time. Yeah. HBO had Sopranos and sex in the city at the time. So that was relevant, but Showtime really didn't have too much. Yeah. Um, and, and then if you missed it, then you either had to find when Showtime was replaying it yeah. or find some type of illegal bit torrent yeah. on the internet yeah. to, to watch it. One of those it. like, yeah, one of those things that used to crash your computer like LimeWire style and then into in the, like oblivion. In the later seasons, I was I was living in Atlanta and my mom lived 40 minutes away from me there and I would drive to her house and we would watch the L Word together. Aww. So my mom only started watching the L Word like she missed all the beginning seasons and just started watching when it was really she was going in like around season five or four. Around, I think it was <laughs> that's that it was whatever startling. season. Yeah. yeah. That, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing. Yeah. Maybe it was a little bit earlier because I my my biggest memory of watching it with my mom was the scene where um, Carmen pees on Jenny or vice versa. I forgot the yeah, way. Yeah, that that's the worst sex scene anyone's ever. Seen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And then my mom just had this nervous look on her face, and I just had to turn to her and be like, "We we, we don't, don't do, do that. that. Yeah. <laughs> that's not a thing." And she's like, "It's okay. It's okay. It's okay if you guys pee on each other." No, no, we don't do that. Yeah. Um, so the pi- I rem- so the pilot episode, that episode I remember really like, it really blew me away in a, in a way like seeing women on screen together in the moment where remember when like, uh when I think Bet Bet like disrobes and gets in the shower with Tina yeah because yeah. aren't they talking about like having a baby ovulating. at that point yeah, yeah talking about oh ovulating yeah. yeah. And and it's like that the first moment, lines I was like, the pilot, what? I think, is I'm ovulating. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> <laughs> I really you know, think that's her first line. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which God, is probably the so only show shit. that talked about ovulation up till that point. Right. Um, and I remember that moment, I was like, oh my God. Like, I've never seen anything on TV that, like, made me, that was like, that turned me on. I was like, holy shit, this is like, this yeah. is what, this is what it feels like to be like excited by imagery and I've never experienced that. And I yes. was like in my early twenties at the time, so. which makes it really yeah. weird that I watched it with my mom just <laughs> yeah. sitting yeah, there being like, like, don't be into yeah. this, don't be into this. Oh man. <laughs> of all series that I don't want to watch with my mom, the I, L word might be the, I'd the be top. Like, just like yeah, looking can... down into my glass of wine. <laughs> yeah. Just like, Oh my God. Taking bathroom great. breaks during the sex scenes and then watching them later on my own <laughs> yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. And I, and also the, and the pilot it opened with, because you know, it had like sort of a montage of like the different characters yeah. and Bet and Tina, their first, I was really obsessed with Bet and Tina when I first watched it and their first like kind of quick image was them like laying in bed together and they were naked, but they're like facing, like they're facing the bed so you can just see like their exposed backs. And it was like, there was something so sexy about that mm. that I was just like so entranced by. I loved it so much. Now it probably wouldn't do anything for me, but I'm just like, oh, at that time, I hadn't even like really, I, I think I had kissed a woman maybe once at that time yeah. when I watched it, but I knew that like, okay, this, this is comfortable. This is what's familiar to me. So, yeah, totally. I don't know. Well, it's wild that, like, I just rewatched the whole thing. And yes. even now, going back and seeing that stuff, like, there's not a lot of it on TV. So seeing it again and seeing this stuff. Yeah. Like, Bet and Tina, I was like, this is still so great. Yeah. 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 
It's still great. Just I think that well, there's it still doesn't exist. So then, like going back and it's just all like the first episode is like mm-hmm. all two women having sex with each other. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The first episode had a lot of yeah. sex into it, and then to a point where like some seasons there were less sex, and then people were complaining that there wasn't enough <laughs> sex in the in the L word anymore. People, like f- oh, finally, man. we want to exploit. We, we want more like right, yeah. gratuitous sex scenes. Uh, who was the first? Who? Uh, in the first episode, what was the first? What was like the actual sex scene? Who was was that between? Um, I think it's Shane. It, right? It's Shane oh, in the pool Shane with the, in sta- the pool. stranger That's while Jenny right. watches. Oh my god! Yeah, yeah. Um. So, uh, well, first, let, let's back up mm-hmm. to the theme song. Oh yeah. <laughs> just hit on that very quick because um. So so I started rewatching just to prepare for this episode and um. I forgot that season one yeah. had a different theme song. It's like pleasant. And for some reason, I thought like, oh, Netflix didn't get the rights or didn't want to pay <laughs> Betty for that shitty ass song. So they just made this like quick thing. <laughs> and then when I watched the season two episode and then the theme song came out, I was like, no, now that I remember. That theme song was so bad. That it's it, so like, bad. Yeah, it just hijacked the show. That used to yeah. be this simple like do 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 Yeah, like, that's all they digital, did. That's all I needed. L word. Done. Yeah, we get it. Like it. And so yeah. we get this horrific, like, who? It's like, like it's Betty, right? Betty. It's Betty. Oh, yeah. That that theme song is so awful. It was so bad. It was really and jarring, like, to your the, senses. I remember um, trying to fast forward through it when I watched, because I watched on, like, a DV, I watched the DVDs. Yeah. And I didn't have a remote for my DVD player, so I'd have to get up, physically get out of my bed, go press the button, and try to get through the theme song, and I would always end up like having to go back and forth or whatever. But uh, oh, um, it was so awful. Netflix now has that thing where you can hit skip oh the intro. skip intro, yeah. but it doesn't that, that exist had to be on the L word. Be, it doesn't. Yeah, no, it doesn't the exist on the L word. I was going to say, yeah. did yeah. they create that because some Maybe. lesbian that works there was like, like, okay, guys, we need a feature to get through theme <laughs> get. songs because of one show in particular. I, I'm pretty sure when they had to like <laughs> pay for the rights of it, Betty was like, you can use the song, but you can't allow the skip feature. Don't let these yeah. bitches <laughs> skip through it. Well, the, uh, it's also it shows up constantly. It's like the only song the show has the rights to. <laughs> yes. Because whatever the mood is, they play, they play a version they of that Betty song. There's some like a slow down. Beat. Yeah, there's like a slow piano version. There's like yeah. a breakbeat version. Yeah. yeah. So I, I was also going to mention so in season two, the first time that Shane and Carmen have sex, yeah. it's Carmen talking about her like goals as a DJ. And she's like, listen to this. I'm like already. She's yeah, like, listen to this. In five years, this is where I want to be. And then she turns on like a mixed version of that song. Yeah, I'm like, a, what? That's the worst goal, Carmen? Yeah, Carmen, you it's can a do jungle better. mix of the Betty song. Yeah. And yeah. Shane's just like, oh, cool. Okay. Shane's yeah, on yeah, board. Yeah, yeah. She's like, let's turn this off and have sex. Yeah. It's just like crying, crying. crying. Yeah. <laughs> oh my God. That's um, so funny. Yeah, the oh, so the pilot, so Shane, the woman that she like the woman that she fucks in a pool in the pilot, yeah. which like for the record is would not be enjoyable, I don't think, because like I don't think pool sex is like No, what water isn't a good not, lubricant. It's not, no, <laughs> and it's the worst. There are thing. multiple pool itchy. sex scenes. Uh Helena and pregnant yes. Tina. Yeah. I remember that one. Yeah. Where Tina's so, boobs look gigantic under the water yeah. the way they shoot it. <laughs> Not only are they huge because she's pregnant. Who, I want to go back and find they out who the They also light like the, the heck out of that pool. So she looks yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 And, and then also, uh, 
Well, the first time I watch it, I'm just like, I can't wait for that kid to get older and know that right. his mom's on his or her mom is on camera, just like fucking in a pool with this pregnant belly that yeah. his baby's in. It's like, mom. Oh my god, I know. And the woman, so in the pilot, the woman that she was like fucking in the pool, is she the one that then got mad at her at the party later? I the think blonde she's the one? one that goes like a little. Goes, yeah, she like approaches yeah. her and does and one like, of those like. Why haven't you called well, me things like, to yeah. Shane? And that she was gets, the writer's She gets like billboards put up that say yeah, like ignore yeah. Shane or something like that. She gets yeah. billboards. That was like the pre-social media way of her like yeah. so, trying so to troll is, Shane. Yeah, this should have been our first indicator that this show was only <laughs> going to disappoint. Insanely that, rich people. Yeah. <laughs> Billboard money. Yeah, billboards yeah. like well, there's and, thousands in LA. Like yeah. 20 grand. Yeah, like Sunset Boulevard <laughs> billboard. <laughs> Yeah, right? Like, prime, prime Rip location. down that Coca-Cola ad. I'm here with my money, I, too. I'm mad at this girl I slept Yeah, <laughs> yeah she, she's handing out, she's literally handing out flyers and people are taking them. Yeah, people like, are like, oh, like, she's like yeah. in a grocery store parking lot or something. Like a strip mall parking lot just yeah. handing out flyers. And people don't think it's weird. Like, Honey, look at this flyer I got. Yeah. The Ralphs today. Yeah. <laughs> But it lasted four. It, it lasted oh four episodes. <laughs> that was a four episode. That was arc. an arc. Yeah. yeah. Who? Oh my god. Yeah. Like the. I. Oh my god. I love it so much. And that was the writer's way of like really cementing who Shane was to us because they're like, listen, Shane's she, a playboy. Yeah. She is gonna fuck everyone and never call again. And that literally just turned into like her entire archetype for the whole show. Yeah. I mean, but I, I felt most, like you got that anyway. the, the first episode. There was no reason to draw that out and involve billboards. No. And- <laughs> no. They could have established that in a in they, like a tight scene. Well, they like, also they could have all- just had her sleep with like multiple women. Yeah. Like, I would have like, rather saw that. Yeah. Than- <laughs> Then this girl who looked like the lead singer of Dixie Chicks. I remember thinking it might, I remember actually like wondering if that was her. Because she comes into like the part, that house party that. Ooh, who was the house party? Bet and Tina threw a party. The house party to find sperm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So let's just stop. That is Alice's idea. That is Alice's idea, but let's pause here and say if you're not a lesbian watching this show, because if you're a lesbian, you can watch and be like, this is all ridiculous. But if yeah. you're a straight person watching, you're like, oh my gosh. If you're a straight person Lesbians, watching, first of all, good for you out. for watching this yeah, show. Buy out. I know. My mom, Dottie's <laughs> sitting there like, oh my God. I be- like, is Caroline going to buy a billboard next time? Yeah. She needs she- sperm and then yeah. have like a <laughs> ranger at her parties place? where yeah. she entraps men and then corners <laughs> yeah. them to ask about sperm. Is she having unprotected sex with Strange oh men she just met to steal their sperm. Yeah, the the Bet and yeah. Tina sperm stealing like quest that they were on. That whole B story was like so wild, yeah. so wild. And like you look back and you're like, these men have a right to be offended. Yeah, like why are they acting like like they were so let down when the guy was like, you you lesbians just want my sperm. <laughs> I think that was the exact line. You um, said something like they they Bet and Tina like got this guy to have like a threesome, threesome but they're just trying to steal his yeah because like the plan was tina was gonna go down and bet while the guy like right. fucked her and he goes to put a condom on and they say they get, no yeah and then he goes you what you is he saying like, yeah he goes you, you dykes are all the same you always want like as if that happens like to him that, a lot yeah, this yeah. Happens this guy you dykes well, are all the same of, like weird like, that one guy is like he seems too familiar with yeah, he like caught on right away yeah this, like really bro- does this happen a lot to you you gotta stop going to lesbian house parties, yeah. man. <laughs> but I think there's a lot of stuff in the show like that that that's supposed to be played for comedy, but they yeah. don't play it for comedy. No, it's so not then you're funny. Just like, it's what like... are these people doing? 
It's like a you bunch guys. of drama writers yeah. are like, no, we can do comedy too. Yeah, we got We're going to cross over have, with the show. They're going to have a threesome. They're going to love it. Trick them. Yeah. <laughs> the classic. <laughs> classic move. Yeah. Classic <laughs> comedy trope. Oh my God, the sperm stealing thing was so hilarious because even now when I think this is how much the L word like in a short, even though I only watched the first three seasons has permanently etched itself in my brain because even now when I think about like the future, uh, you know, my girlfriend, and I talk about having kids, or, you know, and like kind of how that's going to happen. And I always think of that <laughs> scene. From, I don't, I don't say anything like out yeah. loud to her, but I'm like, well, this, there's a terrible scene in the show. Where you should pitch it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to pitch it and <laughs> yeah. see if it works. <laughs> Like, listen, I've this may or may not work, but we should throw a party. Yeah, <laughs> it's so bad. That's like one of the more, I don't know. That's one of the the elements of that show that I'm like, God, if straight people watch this and thought that this is how it goes, I don't know, our stock yeah. would plummet. <laughs> right. <laughs> so when I was in college, I took a women studies class. Surprise, shocker. Yeah. If anybody's surprised by that. <laughs> Uh, but actually, it is surprising. I only took one. I wish I majored in women's yeah. studies. That class is awesome. They didn't and... offer those in my small Midwestern conservative college. <laughs> well, our final paper, we had to watch a show with a female lead and then make some type of thesis about it and, and write this long mm-hmm. paper. So, of course, I picked the L word. Duh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and my whole thesis was the L word... Is a great show for women, but a terrible show for lesbians. Okay. Meaning that the way that it portrays mm-hmm. lesbians is terrible. It's, it's just like yeah. lesbians are cheating right. all the time. They Every single one of them pretty yeah. much cheats, except for I think Alice is the only person who never cheats at any point. And then... Um, I'm trying I think to she think does. I don't... Maybe not. What about uh cuz doesn't she go on that weird break with uh uh Dana? No, Tasha? no. Tasha and sleeps with Poppy or is that before Tasha? But are are they on a break? Maybe. I don't know. We were on yeah. a break. <laughs> um, I, um yeah, no, that's right. They 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 wrote them as these like philandering like kind of yeah. like men in women's well, they, bodies. They wrote it like any other soap opera. Yeah. yeah and they're true. like I guess that's that, where the intrigue is. Like, yeah, nobody yeah. would watch if it was just like, look at these four well-adjusted couples. Yeah, if it was like just them. Honestly, if it was just Bet and Tina talking about ovulating, I would also yeah. probably be like, I'm um, out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it really like, was. Intro, just, like, skip walk to my kitchen and do yeah. this myself. <laughs> it was about sensationalizing lesbians, but it had like enough truth in it that we could all like relate to some parts yeah. of it and mm-hmm. see ourselves in it yeah. and have it be more of a reflection of what we experience than all of the heteronormative stuff we've seen. Right. Yeah. But it there are so many ridiculous elements that yes, they're they're always cheating. They're tricking men for their sperm. Like, which yeah. I they're, guess is the thing. I don't know. They're like <laughs> super transphobic. Like t- tricking them. Like they did everything short of like slipping him a roofie. Yeah. It was like oh, it was that bad. They're they're super transphobic. They're yeah. um, not inclusive to butch women. They yeah, um, that's the thing that I think mm-hmm. holds up the least. It was like kind of interesting when I was yeah. watching it that it felt like a time capsule of how like even like gender was thought of in like 2003 and even uh-huh. in sure. like the lesbian queer community. I mean, e- even in the first episode when Alice is briefly bisexual. Uh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and, did that just go away like, after a while? Yes. It went <laughs> away after it, it season goes one. Away, except for like every, like once every four episodes, someone will make some like salacious joke about her being a bisexual. <laughs> about her being bisexual. Oh, Jesus. But in the she present, dated men for years. Yeah. Yeah. Dana's like, when are you going to decide between pussy and yeah. dick? Oh, like, Dana, the first shut episode, up. Right? Yeah. yeah. So it but <laughs> But this show, like I Nobody mentioned, talks like it's the first time that we have a show about like, ovulating or that tackles breast cancer in a way that's Mm -hmm. like not a two episode thing that tackles um careers and women and their their careers women friendships you know that don't revolve around what guys they're fucking yeah like that women who are there who are very supportive for each other who are there when their lives are falling apart and you know when that cheats on tina the first time she can um, break into Alice's oh house yeah. and just sit there in the dark, and, and like, Alice cry. doesn't freak out. Yeah, yeah. but um, that, that arc like ruined my life when I was watching it. I was so mad that Bet did that. But they do tackle issues of of race and mm-hmm. of yeah. um, just so many things that you never saw on TV before that I think were so refreshing. Mm-hmm. And for a woman to be a, a woman to be able to watch something that's like, oh, look at all these. Like, look at all these well, things. Confident yeah. women who have careers, who have dreams, who have mm-hmm. goals that um, exist outside of just wanting to be a wife and have babies. Yeah. Or, you know? Yeah. Or that, you know, you can want to be a wife and have babies if that, even if that doesn't include men. Like, that's, yeah. that was powerful too. It's like watching Bet and Tina in their, you know, uh, their drama aside, but like their whole thing of wanting to build a family. Without, you know, men beyond just yeah. the simple logistical this, part of the sperm. But the scene when Bet and Tina first bring their baby home and all of the like main cast in the show are yeah. there. And they all just like take turns holding the baby and like nice music plays. I was like, I just want to watch this on loop for the rest yeah. of my life. <laughs> that, it's that so was awesome. good. Yeah. 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 It's really good. And it's like it was cool to see it was like just women and they were all like they seemed like genuinely friends. Yeah. And like sharing this, like, really sweet moment. That yeah. moment, like, redeemed so much nonsense that happened in the <laughs> show up to that point. I was like, okay, this is, like, legitimately very good. And yeah, well, yeah. That's the, thing. the show had <laughs> such... It, it showed us that it was capable of having great writing and then would just throw the baby yeah. out of the bathroom. Yeah. Like, well, that's the what next. disappointed you about the fact because the baby quickly disappeared. Yeah, we never saw the baby again. <laughs> Like other soap operas where like the next season in a soap opera, like someone has a baby and then the following season, the baby's like 14 years right. old. Yeah. Sure. But, uh, yeah. Like that's, that's what ki- kind of kills me about how like hilariously bad the show is. It's like, you know, these people were capable of putting together I mean, yeah, this, these really, really nice wonderful stuff. stories. And then it's like 80% just awful <laughs> tropes. It has like, some very funny, funny moments mm-hmm. and cool you know uh moments where the gang gets together like when they were trying to find out if the the chef the sous yes, chef is gay oh, i love that <laughs> that's one of the best scenes yeah. but but that is a thing that you know a lot of times you're like you're yeah. asking your friends like do you think this person's gay and it's yeah. like all right let's all check her out next time like i mean i've, I've some been time would cl- have been saved because like she's a chef so yeah she's gay <laughs> like, <laughs> duh. i've yeah. literally never met a straight woman chef so. <laughs> And I work in the restaurant industry, and I meet a lot of people. Like they're all homos. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> um, 
what what about Rachel the, Ray? Really? Oh oh, she's an exception. Actually, the ones that are like the TV ones that have like their own Darn line it. of pots and pans. They're no, but they're, definitely they're barefoot Contessa, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Please, uh, definitely Kim Burrell. If there's any mystery around that one, I mean, uh, obviously barefoot Contessa. Like that marriage is just an arrangement. It has right? to be. They're just pals. I assume she's just like are, good buds. Yeah, yeah. She, he likes his food, and she, yeah. he's fine. He just seems like the hapless guy. Like, nope, I don't know. She's off with her friends again, but I have, but I have this like beautiful butternut squash casserole at home. Yeah, um, yeah. So going back to what you said about the the way that like butch women either didn't appear at all in the show or were like we basically only had Shane was like yeah, supposed to be the even in, like but she wasn't barely. even androgynous really. Would she? Would you consider her androgynous no. by like today's standards? Not by today's. That's like one of the things going back that just like doesn't hold up. Yeah, and even at some points I was like, I it feels weird that everyone in the show is like a very beautiful woman, and I almost feel like outside the definition of like I, yeah. lesbian I think, yeah. that this show creates. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, it um, creates an image, I think, that wasn't, was probably not relevant at that time, even. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, if, if I were the age I'm at now, during that time, I wonder if I would have had, like, disagreements with the visual, like, the aesthetic of the show, show. as far as the characters. Yeah. But <laughs> it is set in L.A. True. So yeah. when I had friends, gay friends who moved out to L.A., and I would joke and be like, oh, is it just like the L word? They're like, actually, it is. All the lesbians, most of the lesbians are fan. And I mean, I, I know yeah. lesbians out in L.A. now who are um, either trans or uh, yeah. androgynous or... Um, yeah, I mean, there's you know, but there's a lot and more across now. the spectrum, but that that kind of West Hollywood scene at the time was a lot of femme lesbians. And when I watch the show, one of, when I rewatch it, one of the things I'm like, give these women sandwiches. They are all <laughs> so skinny. too skinny, yeah. except for Tina and Bet are the only ones who seem like they get the right amount of calories. Like but but Dana yeah. is like very underfed for a tennis like, star. For, yeah, for a supposedly yeah. professional Shane. athlete, she was like. Extremely yeah. skinny, but then I'm like, wait a minute, it's L.A. Like a lot of people in yeah, LA yeah. Shane was like emaciated, skinny. but that's also like I think Kate Monix like just her body type. But yeah, it's still like yeah. that character was. Oh God, Shane's yeah. character. What are your What do you guys like hope to see with the reboot? Like with the re reboot or remake or whatever it is you call it. Like think- what What has to be different now in order for it to be like taken seriously? I think just like different actual kinds of lessons. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like not an not an ensemble of just like lipstick lesbians or like yeah. soft feminine women. Yeah, not playing into stereotypes, having um, different kinds of of lesbians. Yeah, and, then... and not all like cisgender, mostly white in the show, right? Well, they, yeah. they kind of got a it's, little. I mean, it, it's mostly white, it's but very they white. pretty yeah. white. Yeah, especially the early seasons. The early seasons, and then like Carmen comes, and then they finally get some. Yeah, I just Carmen hope comes, that they, they have, some, they have like, Kit. This, yeah, yeah, which is a whole nother like, boomdoggle yeah. of like what the fuck is going on? Because they just gave her like the worst storylines. They gave so Kit. Like, they gave have? Kit the most like uncomfortable storylines. The first episode, they have her being pulled over by the LAPD, and she bribes them. She's oh, bribing. Yeah. And I'm like, this is insanity. This is not, yeah. yeah, a black woman would never try to bribe the LAPD. To right. <laughs> that doesn't work for any. Like, yeah, I can't even. A license, oh my god, but, that was the worst. Yeah, like I would hope with a new 
like reappearance of this show that they include a much broader spectrum of LGBT people. And that's going to start though with getting writers in the room that, that reflect that. Oh, and sure. I just yeah, have absolutely. no, I have no faith that, that this that's... show is going to have that. Well, well they're the getting thing new that showrunner. Did, yeah. The thing that did make me be like, okay, is that, um, Eileen Chaikin said that she was not going to be the showrunner. Oh, really? She like acknowledged how transphobic and okay. somewhat problematic the, the yeah. original, uh, the original. Is. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, that's the only way that that's going to happen is if they is if the writers' room is like a an actual like cross section of, of yeah the yeah the queer community. Ugh, I don't yeah. know. I haven't heard anything about like a release date or anything of you. They don't have the date yet, but um, uh, Kate and mm. th- three of the actresses are executive producers. Oh, on okay. It. Well, that's cool. So they're going to bring that to it, and I'm pretty sure that Jenny's going to be. Oh. On it still, which Jenny. I'm looking forward to. <laughs> Wait, to back, back from the dead. I was going to say, how does that work? I think I that their statement death. is they're not, they're like, oh, the ignoring. sixth season is not canon anymore. Okay. Yeah. They're ignoring that it happened. They're, they're just like going to write bet, it off. Bet and Tita always had the railing of there. <laughs> I mean, that, that's what they have to do with Roseanne. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where they go back and they're like, just, just, it's fine. Just write through it. Like, they'll never... If, They'll I would, accept it. They'll see I what's going on early. So in episode one, she's like, "I didn't actually die." And they yeah. like actually acknowledge it with some. It's off to the races. I yeah. mean, it's already crazy. I don't know. <laughs> God, that's so Jenny. She, I don't it. think it's beyond Jenny though to have faked her death. Oh yeah. no, that actually would. I think that would be perfect with her character. I think that's well, very much I don't on know brand. What happened? Didn't she have that weird assistant? Uh, well, you didn't watch this. I part. didn't watch the, anything uh, past three. Ad- oh, okay. Adele. Adele. Yeah. Her who, creepy assistant. Her creepy. Assi- did anything happen to her? Like, could she have died? And then people just thought it was, was Jenny. Because Adele did they was find Jenny's look? body in the show. Yeah, that, she they like jumps, out of the pool. Yeah, she she jumps into Bet and Tina's pool, and they pull out of the pool. Yeah. The, oh, so like but a it's call like back a, to the first episode yeah. where she watched two women fuck in that well, pool? The, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then it's never acknowledged like how she died or who okay. did it. Okay, they never figured it out. Mystery. Oh, the whole yeah. like who killed Jenny thing was like the... Never resolved. I think was, maybe they were, apparently if you go deep into the like show lore and yeah. all of the interviews, like post-show, someone says something, but... Well, it was supposed to. Well, at least Alice was going to take the fall for it because the spinoff was going to be called The Farm, and it was going to be oh, yeah. Alice, uh, Alice serving time, really? and it would have just been a way worse Orange Is the New Black. I was going to say. So I'm then, glad it never got made because yeah. then uh, Genji would have never <laughs> been able to sell through, and they'd be like, "No, it's going to be like this <laughs> disaster like, this over here yeah. in the yeah. farm." Yeah, Are you that would have ruined it for everyone. Yeah, because that would have been terrible. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Bartha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. 
So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Um, Jenny was, I remember being more annoyed by Jenny from the first, the first frame that she was in than any other character in in any show I've ever watched. Like, I really disliked her. Watch it again. I, I know, I need to watch it again. <laughs> well, watch it, watch it through, because in the... In the later seasons, um, so if, if you're listening, <laughs> you've probably already turned off if you haven't watched the L1, yeah. to be honest, because it's just too hard not to talk inside baseball with this. But, um, you know, Jenny starts, and, and another thing about this show is that the characters change so radically in a way yeah. that a properly written mm-hmm. character should not, um, <laughs> or like more than any human would probably change. But Jenny comes from the Midwest, she wants to be a writer. And she's moving in with her boyfriend, Tim, Mm -hmm. who lives in this big house in West Hollywood, even though he's an assistant swim coach for 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 high school. school. (laughs) And somehow he can afford it. And then the guest house is turned into a studio slash fuck shack for for Jenny. But uh, by the end of the series, she's having, you know, a movie made based on her semi-autobiographical book that she writes, but she's this completely manipulative, self-absorbed mm-hmm. psycho. And maybe Hollywood does that to some people. Yeah. Uh, so that part, I guess, isn't too crazy, but... Because, um, like, she shows up to L.A., like, this, this like, mousy Midwestern woman, and she yeah. is going to live with this, She's like... So naive. This boyfriend who's, like, just... So oblivious to they just they they as a, they didn't sell me as a couple. No, I was like these two do not belong together, and I knew that like two seconds that into first their scene well, they where seem, they fuck was just like really weird. I don't know. Yeah. I guess I don't like know how straight was, sex like, so is supposed sweet. to look know. when it's good, but it didn't look like good sex to me. <laughs> no, not at all. Um, they did make sense as a couple, and like they probably were like we're the two good looking people in our town. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then they get to L.A. and she's. <laughs> And like within one hour, she's having sex with a woman being in LA. She literally was kind of like yeah. She she plane lands in LA. She drops off her shit at her boyfriend's house. They have weird straight sex, and then like later that day, she's like leering at. She's like spying on the neighbors. The neighbors, yeah. And then that night, she goes to the house party. Yeah, the that actual night, and then makes out with and and then has sex with Marina. Yeah. 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 Like, she's been in L.A. for 12 hours at this point. Yeah. <laughs> she's already, like, in a room with Marina at a house party thrown by these two lesbians who were trolling for sperm. But yeah. Or maybe that was a different house party. I, I mean, don't know. It, it makes sense that a lot I, of people hate Jenny so much because that's the character that Eileen Shaken <laughs> said is, like, most like her. And I hate <laughs> Eileen Shaken. <laughs> Uh, and I'm like, oh, no wonder that Jenny is just seems like this m- total manifestation of narcissism. Yeah. yeah. And that yeah. we're supposed to be watching her whenever she writes. She has these artsy cutaway visions yeah. that are just horrible to get through. Yeah. And it, oh, my God. Don't, don't, so don't, like don't carnival, add anything. Yeah. yeah I just remember bags. watching it and also thinking like. Just like logistically, their relationship, how she moves. First of all, yeah, like like you mentioned before, that house he lives in is ridiculously unrealistic for what he probably makes as an assistant high school swim coach because yeah. he lives next door to Bet and Tina, who are yeah. like wildly successful. But that's like yeah, any show on TV, like Friends yeah. or yeah. But then I remember Seinfeld. like just thinking, Jenny's so annoying because she 
she's not even like contributing to the household at all. She she does get that little job. Doesn't she have a job at like a grocery store or she's something? She's a cashier and then she's cashier a waitress. Job. Yeah, yeah, she like she, can't hold a job. She works at the planet for a while. Yeah. yeah. And I'm just thinking like, what does this guy see in her? Like she's she sucks. <laughs> she's like the worst girlfriend. <laughs> He's bending over backwards to give her this studio and stuff and she makes like she has nice ten bucks an hour. Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. It was just so she's funny. Like I just a- felt like she wasn't, she was so like not into him from like the second she got to L.A., that I just kind of, I, I felt bad for him in a way. I was like, oh, this poor guy. This is probably not an unfamiliar narrative for a lot of people. <laughs> for poor Tim. Yeah, poor Tim. <laughs> so speaking of characters that have uh, total changes from start to finish, uh, there's a character, Helena Peabody. Yeah. Oh, man. Who's introduced season two and comes in as this uh, rich heiress. Yeah. And... Yeah. She has all this money, and she's very confident, and she's supposed to kind of be this alternative choice to bet for Tina. Mm -hmm. So here's this other strong woman who wears fancy clothing and doesn't take no for an answer and whatever. By the end of the show, she is this kind of like clumsy... Uh, super insecure at one point, pseudo sex slave to some yeah, woman with goes, a gambling problem. Yeah. Uh, wow, I've got to catch up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and like it's... all of her edge is gone, mm-hmm. totally gone. And she's just like just this very sad, yeah, sad person. Who does she end happened? up with? Like, wh- what happens with Tina's? Like arc, what? Who does she ultimately end up with? I mean, I know this is kind of a spoiler, but whatever. The show's ten years old; you can watch it. Uh, t- Anyone still listening Tina by now has Endgame. watched it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. They, I was always okay. I didn't know that. Helena, so they do end up together. Yeah. Helena starts flying off the rails when she falls for a straight documentary filmmaker. Dylan. Dylan. Yeah. Yeah. Is Dylan, Dylan a woman or a man? Dylan's a woman. Okay. Yeah, and then she, Dylan like does something totally awful to her. I think she like sues. Helena for sexual harassment. Yes. Oh, man. And then leaves for like three episodes and then comes back and it's like, forgive me, Helena. And Helena's like, sure. Yeah. <laughs> the threshold for forgiveness yeah. in these people is so, is oh, really yeah. also doesn't hold up. Um, no. Oh, that's amazing. Um, yeah. And then just like from there, it's like a, she goes through like a fever dream of storylines. <laughs> It's really, yeah, the, yeah. The, the gambling sex slave one was, yeah. was <laughs> that's might have been my favorite. I could not believe that whole section of the show where she was just like flying around because she goes, is that before or after she goes to jail? Oh, I forgot she was in jail. Yeah, she goes to jail for a while. Helena does? Helena yeah. does. Yeah. Oh, man. I can't wait to rewatch this. I'm going to do it. <laughs> do it. Do it. Her, her oh. stuff like turns the corner where you're like, this is not good. And then it comes back and you're like, this is a blast. Yeah. <laughs> what is this woman doing? <laughs> they, they just did not know what to do. They, they brought her in. They probably just meant to bring her in for one season, but they're like, oh, she's pretty good looking, so we'll keep her yeah. around. She has like an accent. And has an yeah. accent. She so was Australian diversity. or something? Or what was British. her? British, British yeah. yeah. Um, who, what was your favorite, like, who, what was your favorite, like, sex scene pairing? As far as like people who oh always like, Tina and Bet yeah right oh that I was say mine too. Alice and Dana Al- oh. oh that was the most fun Alice and Dana I think are yeah, the only that's... two that have legitimate chemistry on the show I think you're even I think more you might so be than right. Bet and Tina yeah like they have uh, scenes where they seem chemistry, like they're but... just talking to each other yeah. yeah where they're like in like gross pajamas like chatting and I yeah. was like this that was is, a good this is it <laughs> yeah 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 that one that bummed me out when they broke up like that that was like. 
That was kind of sad. Yeah. Alice was... Alice was, like, I get where her, her purpose was, like, the comic relief, but then she kind of, to me, she sort of developed into, like, a better character over time, I guess. I, again, I didn't watch until... A better character, like, when she <laughs> ha- like, carried around like a, a cardboard more- cutout of her ex-girlfriend. Oh, yeah. Never mind. I forgot about that. Again, yeah. making lesbians seem like they're... Her breakup meltdown. <laughs> yeah, like, we can't handle they, breakups. They come out of that, and she just, like... I wonder if it's people totally think that when different. lesbians break up, we do Go. ridiculous yeah. things like that involve going to like a FedEx Kinkos and getting things made or like calling she an goes, advertising yeah. agency. She goes to the dump to find that thing again, too. Oh, she yeah. To like, <laughs> does. Never mind. Damn it. I thought they were going to like, I, I completely forgot about that. And I just felt like Alice was like a pretty, generally a consistent, well-written character. No. Not at all. <laughs> is there a well-written the character in the show? Bet. Bet. Is the only is consistent great. character who... Only goes off the rails, I think, at the end of season one uh-huh. when she has sex with Candace and it makes no sense. Candace was the I, woman that was in her office. Least, it, yeah, it's the, the carpenter, carpenter who <laughs> has to wear overalls. Yeah, the like hunky even, carpenter that yeah. Beck can't resist. <laughs> that Beck can't resist. <laughs> Beck can't resist this like rough around the edges. Like, that was the least chemistry. Yeah. carpenter. Least chemistry. That was the dumbest Between thing. two people. That and was the really fact forced. That yeah, I mean, I I could see maybe Bet being like really self-absorbed and, and having an affair, but not that way and no. not with that person. With and Bet, it would in reality it would be more like someone that she works with that she's like slowly developed this like thing over time, or someone who matched her type a little. I don't know. Like yeah. I felt like that was Is so she forced. The one that almost type? sleeps with the senator because that made more sense what? to me. Maybe it was. Tina? Did that does that happen? There's an episode where Bet is like trying to get like uh any oh the other funny thing about rewatching it now is they all complain about George Bush. <laughs> <laughs> oh just wait oh, later, ladies. ladies. Like, oh Alice, you get ready. Your problems are just beginning. <laughs> um so she like goes to Congress to testify for some like budget cuts they're trying to make to NEA grants or something. Okay. And then goes over to a senator's house that she has previously told Tina she thinks is gay. And then, like, the second the door closes, the senator's like, I want you. Yeah. <laughs> and and Beth, like, resists. But that, because it seemed like much more of, like, a power dynamic thing okay. that made sense for Bet's character. Yeah, yeah, like, that's what, that's kind of what I meant. Like, she or when, doesn't... Or when Bet hooked up with her... Um, Research assistant or whatever. Yes. Um, Wait, what season was that? I don't think like I saw four that. Or five. I'm, I'm still thinking of the Cause carpenter. Because the carpenter yeah, thing was I, a long term thing, se- right? No, kind no, of the like a multiple. Thing, yeah, there there were a few episodes on that, but that ended um, episode one of season two when Bet has a very short twist with her um, her research assistant or whatever, or teacher's assistant. Mm-hmm. That one made sense because it was, you know, somebody that treated Bet like a god and looked yeah, up to her. Her and ego needs to be fed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was kind of more of a ego feed and like this is someone that Bet can, can easily control. Yeah. And the power dynamics were more of what Bet goes for. So that made sense. Was she the one that uh, Tina saw her like touching her hand or something? No, like that's, no, the no that's a carpenter. Oh, because the carpenter yeah. was You're invited still in season party. one. Yeah. The carpenter was like. <laughs> No, the carpenter, why because the carpenter installed. installed, like, for free or something. She got, yeah. she's like, I'll do this for no money, install Provocations, Bet's yeah, provocations. Art, oh, big art right. show. So when they're at the gallery opening, they're, like, touching each other, and Tina catches them. Because yeah. she's there, like, 
fix like with her hammer doing last minute <laughs> yeah. touch ups. So so that I guess she while we're shows talking up in her about tool belt. Yeah. while oh, we're talking great. about the carpenter, this leads to another thing that definitely wouldn't uh, doesn't hold up, and that. I, I read a little bit about uh, when Tina confronts Bet at the end of season one and says, I saw you. Mm-hmm. They have a very rapey oh, yeah. love scene. scene. Was I really forgot bad. about Horrible. it. Yeah, it's gut wrenching. Where okay. Bet rips the dress off Tina yeah. and forces her hand when Tina's physically fighting her off, just yeah. like hitting her yeah. and stuff. And But then at some point, Tina just kind of gives in and takes Beth's hand and shoves it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was an uncomfortable Shoves scene. it into her. And I read an interview with Tina where um, it was on After Ellen, and they kind of called her out and said, you know, a lot of people thought that was rape. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, no, if you watch the scene, you'll see that, like, they were both, like, Beth was just desperate to, like, connect to Tina and Tina wanted to like exert her last bit of whatever. And I'm like, no, no, it seemed pretty rapey. Yeah. Yeah. You don't shove your hand into a woman who's physically pushing you away. I don't care how long you've been together or, or what you've been through. That's never okay. And that it was never addressed. And that made me feel very weird that I've always been so pro Bettina and I totally forgot about that scene. And I'm like, oh man, because um, Gwena, did you watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer? No, I've never seen it. Oh man. Well... <laughs> I haven't either. <laughs> on an island over here, but yeah. in Buffy, a lot of people are Team Angel or Team Spike and uh, Spike at, tries to force himself on Buffy at one point mm-hmm. and she stops him and he's kind of getting carried away and thinking like, oh, no, you want this, you want this. And then she's like, no, seriously, like, get off mm-hmm. me. And then people are like, how could you be Team Spike? He tried to rape Buffy. I'm like, this Bet Tina thing is way worse it than whatever worse. Spike yeah. did. Because Spike backed off once he realized that Buffy, like, really was not down for it, where Bet, like, actually yeah. stuck yeah. her hand. Yeah, that was bad. But that's another thing, too. It's like, with this remake... There's such a there's such a wealth of topics that they can explore in like the whole world of like LGBT, you know everything, and and I just hope like I keep I have so many doubts about it, but I I think that write now is like yeah, <laughs> yeah I know I should write a spec script or something I don't know um I think that this is that that could be something that they can sort of like rectify with a reboot like some of the ways they dealt with. Sex and in this case consent. Yeah. Well, another one. So right after that, the first episode I think of season two, when Tim moves away, and it's this weird scene. Mm. When I start describing it, you'll remember where Jenny's asleep, and then Tim just goes into the guest house and takes his clothes off and stands over her naked and is like Jenny. And then she wakes up and sees him, and she's like, "No, Tim, what are you doing?" And he's like, "Come on." She's like, no, I don't want to. And then he gets on top of her and fucks her. What? And she's saying literally, no, I don't want to do this. This doesn't feel right. Yeah. And he fucks her anyway for literally two seconds and then gets up and walks out. And then she's like, don't leave. But but then like as soon as he starts fucking her, then Jenny seems like kind of into it. Right. And I'm like, you know. That pushes that really shitty like. Idea Na- narrative that, that women yeah. saying no really mean yes because and the same thing with the bet thing the fact that Tina then eventually is like 
physically yeah. making bet right. fuck her, then it makes it seem like, oh, it Tina really did want it. With it. Yeah. yeah. Which is horrible. It is so bad. Why? So it's bad. so disappointing so, yeah. that a woman run show would do. Yeah, that's, would portray that is the most that. surprising yeah. part of that whole thing. Um, in, in those cases, it just felt like such a lazy way to deal with like anger too. Yeah, but they're like, yeah. oh, we don't know, or I don't know. We like, can't figure it out a way to, to write where they're like, we don't know how to have like a genuine fight scene, or even for them to like have sex and deal with this if they're not that mad at each other. Mm-hmm. So they yeah. like had this weird like rape scene. Yeah, I, I mean, I know of couples who have gone through breakups and uh-huh. sometimes with all the pain uh they'll be like i just they really want to have sex with that person again uh-huh. and almost have like angry sex to like get out whatever but it's that's always comes after a period of processing i've never yeah. known anybody yeah. who like in the moment at a time like that where you're fighting who just goes straight to or especially like, like fucking except yeah, in like big exactly. little lies but again that's yeah. fiction <laughs> but doing uh, a con- like a confrontation especially a confrontation about i just saw you yeah. I saw what, or I just saw you doing something that proves to me that you're having an affair. That's like that's not the time where something like that would happen, right? And yeah. instead just, of like continuing so, that scene, they were like, "Let's they're like let just them, make them angry, fuck." Yeah, yeah. Like what? Like get, who wrote? Yeah. Like what sort of was this? Did you write? Did you finish writing this like right before holiday break or something? And everyone's <laughs> like, like, "We just we have just to hit the sex yeah. quota, so yeah. like we're gonna do this really <laughs> strange and terrible." Yeah. It, it was problematic, but it was also this weirdly powerful emotional scene. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm a little bit torn about it because I'm like, I don't, yeah. I don't like this, and this is problematic, but it. It did make me feel like, oh my god! Like, yeah, it did make me feel like the weight of Bet and Tina's relationship yeah, being yes, over. That's yeah, what it was. Because I was like so sad after watching that, and yeah. then I was like, oh yeah, these two characters splitting up sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like all this emotion that was kind of yeah under the yeah. surface that that hadn't had a chance to come out yet. Who do you think was the best actor in the show? Like who, the best performance as far as like literally just a just good acting from any any of the the, the cast. That's a good question. Yeah. I really think Bet. I think I think, I think bet. Uh, Jennifer Beals is Bet. I think Jenny. <laughs> I mean Jenny was I, she did nail that part. I guess. Let's, uh, let's, I, let's I'm agree. Also judging like, this I, on I can how, never see, I don't know her real name, but she I don't know her, I don't real know her either, name. yeah. Oh, um, I do. Um, I'm also judging this on how well they were able to like find chemistry with the other Mia women Kirshner. in the show. Yeah. Oh, Mia Kirshner. Mia oh, that's Kirshner. Her name. So I guess with Mia Kirshner, it, it's just I could never see her as anyone other than Jenny. She'll always be Jenny. Yeah. And I just I I think she just like Kate Menig will always be captured Shane, Jenny Shane, so hard. Yeah. 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 In the in the like two things I've seen her in since the L word, I'm always like, oh Shane, oh, Shane, yeah, yeah. What I mean, you? yeah. What do you think? That, I would say better Alice. Yeah. yeah. While Alice is like silly and sometimes she can be, she was like a little over the top. Like, I always believed her in any of the relationships she was in in the show. And like, yeah. she, and all of the like friendships she had mm-hmm. with yeah. the other like women. She was in the also the only one that had any comedic chops yeah. of the entire cast. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> I did like that about her. And she was the only one who was an out lesbian yeah. yes. at the time. Yeah, I think she's an IRL lesbian. Yeah. 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 Isn't of she? The, the, is she the only one of the main cast? Yeah, Kate, I think Kate Moaning. Oh yeah, Kate Moaning. Yeah, she's not really out. Name? I forgot Alice's real name. Um, 
This is so bad that I only know them as a character. Anyway, shoot, I it know, is worth I know noting though. Le- like, uh, Lisa Haley. Yeah, yeah. Le- Leslie Haley. So this is Leslie like, or is it Lisa? I think Haley? it's Elisa. No, no, L-I- I think it's Lisa. E L I S A. Lisa. It's not Lisa, is it? Lisa. Lisa Haley. Lisa Haley. Haley. Oh yeah, gosh. Yeah. I'm gonna edit this out, or else someone's gonna revoke our <laughs> lesbian. I know. Cards. That's the other thing. Is like in this new show, in the in the in the reboot. I hope that it's like actual. Lesbians, lesbian yeah. actresses, or yeah. trans women actresses, or anyone. I mean, like, there's enough. Yeah. It has to be the re- that, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm sure is, there were then too. They, yeah. yeah, this is this but. is a moment where it's like, okay, you have this opportunity. You have all these characters who need and can be fulfilled by yeah. actors who who you know reflect the character. They don't have in to real like, life. learn how to have yeah. s- sexual chemistry with another woman. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you don't so, have to like make it an, an exception in their contract. Like, I guess I'll do this. Yeah. You know? <laughs> that, that's what happened. Jennifer Beals kind of outed Kate Moaning by saying that when she was doing the sex scenes, she would check with some of the cast who was actually gay, mm-hmm. like Kate or Alicia, and she asked if she was doing uh, okay. And she let that out in an interview when, when Kate wasn't out yet. That's remarkable, uh, too. Like, that shows you how much has changed in the I don't know, 15 years or yeah. so since the show is like outing another actress for a show like The L Word. Yeah, <laughs> like, for not being like out and being a for not star being out in the, of The yeah, L Word. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And just not being out in the beginning anyway. So, yeah. Uh, and I imagine in the reboot, Jennifer Beals will also still have her nipple contract because she's the only one whose nipples are not visible on the show. Huh. Yeah. Interesting. All the other main main cast, you see their their nipples like multiple times, yeah. but never not Beals. Jennifer. Yeah, she's like, I got a couple decades of cop shows I'm gonna make after this. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so let's talk about Max because okay. I don't have much to say because I don't know much about this mm. this character. But go on. Max comes onto the scene and is riding back with Jenny from her retreat back to the Midwest and they drive together back to LA and Max is introduced as Moira who soon decides who first is just a, a butch lesbian uh-huh. and immediately is shunned by all the all group of, of friends. They couldn't be ruder to her. Yeah. They're yeah. just so dismissive of her presence. Yeah. Her first scene with a group of friends is like incredible. Yeah. Uh, because uh, uh, Max shows up and like tries to connect with Shane, uh-huh. being like, "Well, the butch is here," and Shane's just like, "Fuck off!" Shane's yeah. not having it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're um, so hostile, and and then they, I mean, part of it is because Max um, Moira at the time was working class or something. Shane's a fucking hairdresser. Yeah. Right. Like, don't. Like, don't be what, judgy. There can't like, be some they, classist they try warfare to, in this yeah, group of friends. Yeah, make the, the big delineation by, like, having uh, Max show up in a, like, plaid, fl- like, the yeah. flanneliest flannel oh, you could find. Yes. Yeah. That's, like, the sleeves he cut off himself. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. So then when I'm Max... I'm starting to... This is all... Now yeah. it's coming back to me. I'm starting so to remember this. So Max starts to transition, and the more masculine that he gets, the more that Jenny is not into him anymore. Okay. So now it's this weird rejection of Max's transition. Yeah. And then the more uh, masculine he gets, the he has mood swings. He I don't know. It's it's just like they don't know what to do with this character yeah. and 
because I highly doubt they consulted anyone, anyone who's actually yeah. gone through Trans, that process yeah. Yeah. And, and the, done any research yeah. on it to know. Well, I mean, one Also one a testament thing, to the, of the time that there wasn't on, enough information out accessible to people for yeah. that, but still. One important thing they hit on is how tough it is for trans people in the workplace, but they did it in a weird way. It was when Max's Moira... Uh, he interviewed at this tech firm and then they didn't want this butch lesbian working there. So Moira didn't get the job. But then as Max, he gets the job because they don't realize oh, that he's yeah. trans. But then once he's trans, then everybody becomes super hostile and then he has to quit. And I think like work for Alice at some point. Yeah. And it's like wild because to, they to organize the chart. Because yeah. in this like sitcom like plot arc, the boss is like, well, Max, why don't you date my daughter? And yeah. He's like, what? what am I gonna <laughs> do? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. my and god. Then, and then Max like comes out to the daughter as trans, and then it all like spirals and then it all out of crumbles from there. Yeah. yeah. But it's just like, oh my lord. Yikes. The, the yeah. worst thing like, I remember. Could we have found a different way to write? Th- I don't know. That just seems so. It was just like as soon as it's as soon as the the. It seemed like such a strange, like, yeah, it was very sitcom-y. And as soon as the boss was like, my daughter's good looking, huh? I was like, oh, boy. Like, we Here all we know exactly where this is going. Yeah. yeah. Like, um, so wh- what happens with Max then, like, well, long term? So, oh, just you wait. Max, <laughs> uh, Max wants to get top surgery. Mm-hmm. And then is it Jenny or Alice? who is super terrible about it. I think both of them. They're like, are you really sure? Because this is a very serious, irreversible decision. It's also not irreversible. Yeah. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Right? Is it not? I mean, I guess you can't get your... If it's just top surgery, Original boobs back. Not not the original one, but you could get boobs. Probably. I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. That seems weird. That's a weird thing for them to say. Well, the the whole thing is that they're trying to make him feel bad. He's right. been they're on trying, testosterone. They're shaming him for, yeah, yeah for continuing this process. Yeah, he's taking testosterone, and, and that's a step that a, a lot of trans men take. Yeah. And that shouldn't be something that you're like, oh, are you sure? Like, don't you want to keep this part of your... Like, no, that's the... Identity of a woman? No, yeah. yeah. And then he doesn't go through with it, and he seems miserable about the fact that he's not going through with it. And then he's very depressed and self-hating. And and then, so at one point, he starts sleeping with Beth's girlfriend's interpreter. Oh, man. Yeah. So then he gets, like, a boyfriend. Oh, I just remembered how his storyline is. Yeah. Yeah. He gets, like, a boyfriend, and he gets... Okay. Matt gets... Pregnant, pregnant, yeah. Which, again, maybe uh, speaking as a cis woman, mm-hmm. but from the trans friends I have and what I know, that when you're when you're trans, usually you you don't feel a connection to your former uh, sex organs. Yeah. So usually trans men aren't looking to have vaginal. Well, also, sex. in this case, it Some sounds are. like the writers are are doing as much soap opera-y, like, yeah. Yeah. wild Grey's Anatomy twists and turns that they can, yeah. and that's what they came up with. Well, it but seems but like if Max is doing testosterone... to engage with, like, oh, how can we engage with gender and these storylines? And yeah. then just, yeah. like, did the crazy thing. And instead yeah. of, they did the like, crazy of, like, thing. Some, yeah, instead exactly. Of, yeah. What's the wildest thing that could happen in this scenario? And they're all, like, in a room. Because like, it was around the time like, of well, the... Yeah. This, you know... It was around the time of the pregnant man 
yes. being in the news. I forget his name. But he stopped, the, the real-life pregnant man stopped taking testosterone months before trying to get pregnant because, right, because you can't to- get pregnant when you're taking testosterone. And Max on the show never indicates that he stops taking testosterone. Also, a big plot line from Max is that he takes too much testosterone. Yeah, that he takes too much. That they so have, the- like, an episode about how he's, like, completely overdone it. So like they didn't even ask, like, a doctor if this is possible. Like, like they, didn't, they didn't even, like... It of sounds like the not. writers didn't do any research whatsoever. Any on, due diligence. And, and then they just yeah. make Max pregnant. And yeah, then I Max think they're just trying to, to do gender, but like saucy. Yeah. yeah. And not. I know understanding <laughs> yeah, and not, like. And don't do it well. Yeah. We yeah. don't have to do anything well, guys. Let's just make it crazy. Yeah. No real thought to what Max's relationship with his body, mm-hmm. like what that would be and what would sex be like for, for Max. Yeah. And, yeah. And, because you and also that. don't see any sex scenes with Max once he transitions. Yeah. Uh, I think in with the boyfriend, I don't think. Not that I remember, yeah. but uh-huh. the, that's those are the seasons I've seen. The okay. Like yeah. I've rewatched the first season a couple times, and then the later ones I just haven't gotten. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> haven't revisited. But there, I mean, there are some fun things about the later ones. Um, Jenny hates Tina, and I think that's the funniest thing. <laughs> why does she Jenny's hate Tina? Jenny's hatred of Tina. Uh, <laughs> I think Jenny. I mean, a lot of people hate Tina, but why yeah. does Jenny hate Tina? <laughs> And I, Jen, I think Jenny thinks Tina's trying to like sabotage her film or something. Oh, okay. Yeah, she it thinks that Tina, like Tina, Tina just becomes the enemy for Jenny, who's a crazy person and right. needs <laughs> needs an antagonist, and she decides it's Tina. Tina. So she just <laughs> really leans, leans into hating. Yeah. <laughs> just leans into hating Tina. Yeah, and it's probably the funniest thing. And then also when Alice and Jenny fight, it's. So funny, yeah. and it's so yeah. well done and hilarious. And does those Alice are the ever hook up again with anyone in the group? Like, no, she, she finds she never repeats it. a Dana situation. No, or is her so. was Poppy ever really in the group? Pop, yeah, there's a woman that shows up and sleeps Who's, with everyone in the group. Oh, that's probably, and that's, that's Poppy. Poppy, yeah, <laughs> of course, her Poppy, name's Poppy. Poppy is like this character that shows up and she has like a mythology around her that she's like a magic sex god. Oh my <laughs> yeah. god. What does she look like? What's but her aesthetic? But they do these great things where they're like, she'll have sex in her limo, and it's like long shots of the limo, and you can see it bouncing <laughs> up and down. <laughs> God, uh, imagine being on the set of this pop, show I mean, like, and like being there poppy. for those those little last minute decisions. They're like, all right, we got to bounce the car. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Poppy's like, we're not selling those, this enough. Remember those intimate, beautiful sex scenes from the first season? Now we're bouncing the limo. <laughs> That sounds like it could be a trope for like 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 a figure of speech for when a show really instead of jumps the shark like oh now that show really bounced the limo on that one. Yeah. That's what I'm gonna say instead of jumps the Just shark from now it. on. Did, did uh, at one point she challenged Shane to like a duel via basketball game? No, yeah. no, yeah. Because that she what happened? hates Poppy hates Shane. Poppy she's hates like the Shane, main and Shane doesn't care. So, Pop, yeah. so Poppy's trying to move in on like Shane's, ter- but Shane's territory wasn't her friends. Like those are her friends, right? But I, uh, yeah, I guess. Poppy but there's still was, jealousy happening because they're both. Well, it was just one side. Was, was Poppy androgynous? The chart and the only other oh. like big hub on the chart was Shane. So she was like, "I must crush her." So as a yeah. as a, a grown adult, she looks at that thing written on a board and is yeah. like, "I need to dominate this." Yeah. <laughs> so Pop, yeah. like Poppy, this is real. <laughs> the stakes are real. Yeah. I, I I believe she's Puerto Rican. She has like the the tight braids, okay, cornrows, and um, whereas like. 
Wait, her name is Poppy as in like P-A-P-I? Yeah, P-A-P-I. Oh, man. And it's like a big thing because Shane Alice finds her on the chart and is like, how is this lesbian that has like a bigger hub than Shane and I've never met her? So there's like a whole episode where she goes like on a sleuth to find this person. And then, like, I think it's supposed to be a misdirect where you think it's a guy, and then it's, like, this hot woman, and she's like, Poppy? (laughs) (laughs) Um, How do you explain the chart to someone who's never seen the L word? Like, it's, it becomes like a, like, I don't understand, So because I only watched the first few seasons, and I just thought it was, like, oh, something that... I mean, the, the chart is this idea... It's something that Alice idea. talks about on a radio show, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Okay. The, that's the what, whole that's thing right. on the chart is that, is this idea that in the lesbian community, it's very incestuous, because there's yeah. only a finite amount of lesbians, and... Uh, how are we all connected through relationships? Or yeah. Yeah, or everybody's sleeping with everybody, because mm-hmm. if you live in a city, and there's only, like, 200 lesbians who are on the scene and aren't like serial monogamous, then they're all like your big names on the chart, like your Shane's Shane's and Patient Zero from the entire lesbian community. And someone named Lauren that they never point out in the picture of the chart, there's like Shane and then there's a big Lauren. Uh And then we never meet Lauren. Lauren's probably the um, Billboard girl. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Did Billboard girl ever have a name? I don't know. Probably. Crazy Billboard girl. That's no, did, and then she, she just kind of disappeared. Like yeah, she just wasn't. Well, Shane had sex with her again. As like, stop baking these billboards, and I'll oh, have sex yeah. with you. And That's then they right. did. Because oh and and then God. she's she's like, where are you going, Shane? And Shane's like, remember the deal? And she's like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, that's how it works. <laughs> that's literally the episode. <laughs> that should be like the tagline for the show: the L word. That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Trust us. This is this is real. Yeah. Um. I know we're like getting a little shorter on time, but we would be doing a disservice to our listeners if we did not talk about the reality series that spun from the show called The Real L Word. Oh. Which I yeah. never watched. I never watched. I never watched it closely, but. <laughs> oh, okay. I, I was did. like, you you watched watched it? I did recently <laughs> see, well, not recently, about a year ago, I saw one of the women from that show at a restaurant. She was the one who was like a main fixture of the show, kind of like androgynous, had like the braids. Whitney. Yeah. I saw her at a restaurant with this. That's like, all I know about the real. So they're real. <laughs> was the Shane was Whitney. Yeah. Uh, when I visited New York oh, I when sh- I was like 20, 23 or so, like just having watched the first three seasons of the L word, they were filming the real L word. And I vis- visited New York and my friend and I went to this like terrible gay bar. And I don't, I don't remember what I have to ask her which one it was. It was one of those big like nights where it was like the lesbian night and it yeah. was just like a warehouse full of people. And they were filming that there. And I remember we couldn't really move because they, all the cameras had like blocked off this huge part of the oh, area. Yeah. And everyone, it was like the hot topic of the whole thing. It's like, oh my God, they're filming the real L word. And I was like, this is, I remember thinking even then, I was like, this is literally the worst thing. <laughs> this is I, the dumbest thing I've yeah. ever seen is this reality show. I tried watching an episode or two and I remember I just turned it off at one point because it, I don't know. I mean, one, like I know how reality TV works mm-hmm. and how contrived it is. Yeah. And there was this one scene where they were like having strap on sex. And I'm like, this is porn. If yeah, this is reality uh-huh. TV and she's fucking this other girl right now with a strap on, I'm yeah. literally watching and porn on, and they're exploiting was this these on people. Yeah, uh, it was. I think yeah, it was I think on, so. Yeah, it was like it ran oh, for a so few seasons. Oh, so it wasn't like mosaic. This was like. This was like a logo? Was, was it oh, on logo? Oh, I think it might have been logo. Because wasn't it like. 
It was like 2009. It was right 10, after the L word. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was just like, it was, it or, looked no, like it maybe was written it was by before like, it ended. It was before it the L word ended. Yeah. yeah. But it looked like if you took the L word and let, and someone thought of like, oh, a reality show. And then they handed it over to people who have produced like girls gone wild. Right. And we're like, just yeah. give it this treatment. Yeah. It was so stupid. So it was like, yeah. And and they tried to find characters that kind of mapped on to characters from the show. Yeah. But of course, you know, are they, like watching, I guess, remember that when Tila Tequila had that dating show yeah. where she was Ooh. with like men and women? That's like what it oh, felt like. Yeah. God. It were they, was were so they actual cheesy? Were they actual lesbians? They were real yeah. lesbians. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. But they were just like real. You could you just, it just had reality, like shit reality all, show written yeah. all over it. They were all like aspiring DJs yeah. or actors or whatever. Like always yeah. DJs. Not aspiring DJs. And just, always DJs. Yeah. <laughs> just remixing Betty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and like this is where oh, I want to be in five years. Um, right. I don't know. Final, final thoughts on, I, I look forward to the, I will watch, I'm going to watch the reboot, oh, but yeah. I'm for sure going to, my expectations yeah. are very low. Oh. I will be, I will be happy if I, they, if they do things and if they address issues in the same way that like Orange is the New Black has, or, yeah. you know, some better, more representative shows. Um, but I, I really hope that their writer's room is yeah, like totally. a diverse group of, of people because otherwise this is going to be just as bad as the first one. Yeah. I would even be okay if it's as crazy as the first one oh, as yeah, long as it fine. actually like grapples with some of these like queer topics in an yeah. interesting and like smart way. Yeah. Yeah. Especially in issues around like gender or identity yeah, and things exactly. like that. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I think it should kind of keep its craziness because that that's what it was. You yeah, have to yeah. look at it as a soap opera as, and yeah. that's yeah, half true. the fun at this point, but be a little bit more tuned in to yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, today's climate. Maybe consult people who yeah. actually who have yeah. these lived experiences and like yeah. can offer you some insight on like whether or not this is the worst thing you could possibly say. Yeah, exactly. Giving the same treatment they give like Bet and Tina talking about their jobs and then also mm-hmm. what they want out of their relationship to like anything to do with gender. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'll be good, hopefully. Do you have any other takeaways oh, yeah. just from uh, rewatching the the whole thing? Like, um, I think I said most of my okay. takeaways, but I just want to make sure I we, think, we captured it I still it think all. it was like super fun to watch. Yeah, it is. Like as crazy as it is, I was like, this is so really good and I'm glad it exists. Does it make you immediately aware of how far we've gone? Like as far as technology, like our yeah. phones and computers yeah. computers That's and the other thing is, is like every episode would be solved with a smartphone. Yeah. Because half of them, <laughs> like, the characters like just can't find each it's other. It's just bad communication. In a lesbian club. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's like the central yeah, uh, now it'd be like, well, she would just text her, and they're like, yeah. oh, okay, well, back to the drawing board. Um, <laughs> but even looking back on some of the gender stuff, like, I'm sure it could have been better then, even if it wasn't, but it's, like, nice to see, at least, like, for me, it was interesting, because I was, like, not totally out then, and then mm-hmm. being like, oh, I do think we've come a long way, and I think that hopefully this reboot is going to be a lot more interesting in that way, mm-hmm. and it was still, like... I'm like, oh, I'm glad that there's not a lot of people that treat, like, gender like Alice do in my life. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. That's... Yeah. What about you? What's your biggest takeaway from it? From from re-watching it again? Is that... uh, just embrace Jenny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll take your word for that one. Yeah. I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try it again, and I'll report back for sure. Now uh, I'm inspired. Yeah, no, I, I think the, the takeaway the second time around is just 
uh, you know where the bar is, so it's more enjoyable yeah. that your expectations for it being an actual like quality uh, <laughs> narrative with rich characters yeah. that are consistent and that makes sense. Uh, but you just once get you rid of that drop notion. all of that, yeah. you're like, once you're like along for the once ride, you're, you're yeah. like, this is great. Then it's just yeah. like a, a fun show full yeah. of pretty ladies yeah. right. and. Uh, oh, one fucked up, one really fucked up thing. Well, there's so many, but um, in the in the scene where they're at the opening of Propagations, Tim brings as his date one of the swimmers on his high school oh my team. God. <laughs> he brings right. Trish. They make Tim. They go out of their way to make, make Tim, Tim so likable. Yeah, at the beginning of the first season, other than his like that. weird yeah. bad sex with Jenny, but like, um, and I'm not talking about the rape thing. It's, yeah, it just looks just like he's general. like mowing the lawn or something yeah. when he's plowing into her. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> I have to wonder if that was <laughs> if that was intentional or if he just is not a very good actor. It feels <laughs> intentional, intentional when they like you feel Marina, bad. Marina yeah. like awakens every cell in her yeah, body yeah. while Tim is just kind of like going like back and forth. Yeah. And she's yeah. just like laying there like a T- statue. Oh, yeah. Tim. yeah. <laughs> Tim is just like dealing with all of Jenny's bullshit. Like mm-hmm. immediately you can tell Jenny is probably the most difficult person to be in a relationship yeah. with. <laughs> so and not only is Tim a in a Tim. relationship with her, he does it with a smile yeah. for like yeah. the most part and puts up with her canceling plans, having She's these so weird flaky. mood, mood yeah. swings, being super shady, and he deals with it all. But then he shows up at that art gallery <laughs> with his high school swim team girl, Trish or whatever. Oh. And then Jenny's there with another guy, and he just goes to him, did she tell you she's a big dyke yet? Oh, my <laughs> or something God. Like that. I'm like, oh, my God, what happened to Tim? Like, even Tim can't be... Nice. Consistent, nice, yeah. you know? They have to have him be like this weird... If this was real life, Tim by now would be like an internet men's rights activist. For <laughs> sure. For sure. Like he would have... Yeah. That that would have been his path as he would have evolved to like... Maybe not full tea party, but like definitely an MRA, like calling out women for misandry and things like that. Definitely on Twitter with yeah. the Pepe the Frog. Yeah, yeah, for sure. <laughs> There's a lot of Tims in this world. <laughs> oh, man. So... <laughs> We like to end with a random question. I didn't think of one for this week, so it's going to be... This week, we're going to have a not-so-random question for... Since we're talking about the L word Mm -hmm. and the um, revival of it, I guess, if you could cross a queer character from any other show universe to to be part of the gang, who would you want to see? I would love... I'm trying. I'm. I'm only coming up with like a Orange Is New Black is the only thing that's. Like I know that's where my mind right went. But the one person I'd want to be on there is dead. Oh yeah. <laughs> Are you talking about uh, Pusey? Uh, yeah, Pusse. that's what I was gonna yeah. say. I, yeah, I would, Pusse would be awesome. Pusey would be of, amazing yeah. on the L word. She would be the best thing yeah. about the L word. She would be the best. I think. I hope they're. Uh, I hope they've approached her about this show. They have to they about have the L oh, word about yeah. putting her in it. Yeah. I hope she's the new I executive hope, producer. Yeah, yeah. I hope yeah. Samira Wiley has <laughs> she, been tapped. I, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I hope she's like the new Shane. Sure, yeah, yeah. The, new, the new showrunner. <laughs> yeah. Cast herself as Shane. Oh, uh, I hope they give her full creative reign over whatever she wanted to do with the show. Yeah, her and her wife. Yeah. Um, um probably 
uh, from Grey's and probably Sarah Ramirez from Grey's Anatomy. Oh, oh you yeah. would. Dr. Kelly Tor. I'm obsessed with her. <laughs> but would. yes, um, that exact character. I think uh, uh, Sandra Bullock's character from Miss Congeniality <laughs> as like a <laughs> girlfriend for Alice for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Alice is like, I'm oh, dating this great. FBI agent who's in yeah. the closet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> who's tough as nails who's and hilarious. Nails. Yeah. But she loves beauty pageants. Yeah. And I'm obsessed with <laughs> <laughs> They would be the most insufferable couple oh, yeah. ever to like, hang out with. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Oh, man. I love this. <laughs> I mean, right. I would probably go with... Well, no, I already I already said Pusey, but but someone that that's not dead, I guess, is uh, Emily from Pretty Little Liars because murderers follow oh, her yeah. around, and I think that would make <laughs> that would really some, add to some intrigue. Yeah, in one. yeah. Then we could cross reveal that Emily really is A, and then A killed Jenny, and then just have a whole pretty. And you guys are looking at me like you don't know what I'm talking <laughs> yeah, about. I sort nobody of watches. Do. I sort of the do. I stupid the first, show. Like two seasons of that. <laughs> And you stop. And I stop. There's it only just gets so much bad of it. Season five, season four goes off the rails. All right. All right. I'll take your word for it. Just like yeah. everyone takes my word for the fact that our chart was a real social network that I was very much entrenched in <laughs> for like a year. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Gwenna, where can people find your comedy? Uh, um, you can find me on Mod Night every first Monday of the month at UCB. Hey. On Twitter at Gwenna FT, um, and that's most and the swamp. Uh, and the swamp is, uh, doesn't have uh, it's up monthly, but you should check the calendar because it's not regular. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, mm-hmm. cool, cool, cool. I'll definitely check that out. And uh, if you haven't left us a review on iTunes yet, I know we have a lot of new listeners now, and uh, take the time to rate us and review us so more new listeners can find us. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Follow us on yeah. Facebook. Uh, you can follow. Me on Twitter at TGI Carolyn. You can and follow me at the Sarah York. And we have some uh, exciting announcements that are coming up soon. Uh, we'll get into that the next episode. But cool things are happening with Diking Out. And go watch the L Word. Go watch the L Word. <laughs> it's all on Netflix. Yeah. yeah. And uh, enjoy yeah. that theme song. Oh yeah. <laughs> enjoy the theme song. Dike out with us next week. Yes. Thanks. Bye. 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 Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests where we talk about all sorts of topics, and sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot-button issues, and it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.